the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A fantastic show for you tonight. A couple of craft beer guests that will be joining me this hour. Usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com, and don't forget iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you find all the shows on those two platforms, Alexa Ready as well. Just say to your Alexa-enabled unit, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer, and bingo, you get to hear the show right from there. Gary Clark Jr. and his new album, This Land. This is a track called I Walk Alone. This boy is just shredding it. He is killing it. If you haven't had an opportunity to see Gary Clark Jr. yet, I encourage you to do so. I know he's playing the Beacon Theater at the end of this month here in New York, uh, doing a tour all across the nation. Definitely check this guy out. He is only going to get bigger and play in bigger places. Uh, and before you know it, his ticket prices are going to be about $300 a seat, and you're going to regret not seeing this guy in his prime. He is just an unbelievable blues guitarist, great guy. Have uh, have had the opportunity to see him a number of times. A lot of fun. Uh, Gary Clark Jr. Coming up in 10 minutes, Shane Cassidy from Funky Buddha Brewery. He's going to join me to chat all about the cool new beers that are coming out uh, from this Florida favorite. Shane will join us in about 10 minutes from now. In 20 minutes, Sean Paxton. He is a home brewer and a chef who is one of the stories in a new documentary out now called Beers of Joy. You can get it on iTunes. I think it's playing in some select AMC theaters. And we're going to chat about his experiences in the film along with making beer and how it pairs so well with food. Part of his journey uh, in the film, he cooks a traditional uh, sort of colonial dinner brewing beer that would have been served in colonial times. Yes, that's coming up in about 20 minutes. And yes, full disclosure, Beers of Joy, uh, sponsored partially in part by Anheuser-Busch InBev. I talked about it last week on the program. I've made no secret about it. I uh, was invited to the uh, premiere. It's a great movie. Uh, it's very a very enjoyable documentary. Uh, if you take the AB InBev influence out of it, and it is in through most of the film, let's let's not let's be fair. Um, it is a really wonderful story about beer. Uh, you know, and again, I know if you're a diehard craft beer independent guy, you're you're probably not going to watch the film. But if you happen to get a chance uh, on iTunes to check it out. Uh, or maybe a friend buys it and you check it out with them. Check it out. Trust me. It's a, it's a good film. Anyway, let's move into some news and notes because, uh, again, we've got two interview segments, so we don't have a time for a lot of stuff. But uh, Weyerbacher Brewing uh, has launched a second tap room located in New Hope, Pennsylvania. It's located in the Ferry Market at 32 South Main Street. Uh, the tap room uh, that Weyerbacher is open at New Hope offering beer on draft and to go, as well as uh, special on-site events. Josh Lampy, Weyerbacher COO, 
says, we've been considering the addition of a second location for a while. We were stoked when this opportunity was presented to us. Uh, Really excited to be a part of this amazing town and share this space with uh, such a unique collection of culinary artists. Weyerbacher uh, started at the Ferry Market as a pop-up vendor uh, uh, last year in November and December. They made it official by becoming a permanent vendor uh, back in January of this year. An official grand opening celebration being scheduled uh, for warmer weather in the spring. Current hours Thursday through Saturday, noon to 7 p.m., Sunday from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. So you can check that out there. Revolution Brewing out of Chicago, now shipping fresh 15 packs of Everyday Hero. It's a new session IPA, uh, a 4.3% ABV to local markets. Uh, Everyday Hero, full-bodied craft IPA that goes low on the alcohol while still bringing the great taste that people expect from Revolution. Again, 15 packs now available at retailers. Uh, It is um, the lowest ABV beer that Revolution produces in cans. They describe it as a porch beer. I like to call it a lawnmower beer, so have to check that out. Uh, The good friends at uh, Samuel Adams, uh, Marathon Brewing, which is a new endeavor from the Boston Beer Company, uh, has announced the launch of the 26.2 Brew. It's a golden hazy ale uh, that's really designed for athletes. Uh, It is a 4% ABV, 9 grams of carbs, and only 120 calories. We're seeing this more with breweries that are developing beers that are low in uh, carbohydrates, low in calories for people who work out and have an active lifestyle and still want to drink a a couple of beers. So this, uh, the brew evolved from the original Boston 26.2 brew, which has been available for the past seven years in and around Boston during the Boston Marathon, which is the world's oldest annual marathon. Uh, so they'll have um, slim cans. I think this is the 26.2 brew available nationwide in stores in six-pack bottles at a suggested retail price of, ten, of $9.99, 12-pack slim cans at around between $17 and $19, and then a 24-ounce can uh, at around 3 bucks. Uh, and on draft. Prices will vary by market. In addition to the Boston Marathon, Marathon Brewing will sponsor select marathons nationwide, including the Los Angeles Marathon, the Orange County Marathon, and the Myrtle Beach Marathon, as well as have a presence at additional races throughout the country. The Marathon 26.2 Brew will now be the official beer of the Boston Marathon, enjoyed by thousands of runners leading up to and on race day. So very cool from our folks at Boston Brewing. And if I'm not mistaken, I have a package of 26.2 Brew. I will be uh, sampling that, and I will get back to you on how it tastes. Uh, Baltimore-based Duclaw Brewing, as we continue on here with our news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, so Duclaw Brewing is releasing its Sour Me Unicorn Farts. Yes, that's the title. Uh, glit- it is a glittered sour ale made with Fruity Pebbles uh, cereal. It's coming out this month. It'll be in New York in April. And the brew is a collaboration between Duclaw and a Baltimore donut shop, Diablo Donuts, which makes out-of-the-box flavors and bills themselves as local as bleep. You fill in the blank. Uh, the Unicorn Farts Donut served as an inspiration for this beer. It's vanilla frosted and dipped in fruity cereal with more frosting drizzled on top. It is a medium-bodied, tart, and sweet 5.5% alcohol by volume. Features fruit additions that give not to fruity cereal, plus the addition of edible glitter. I don't know if I'm crazy about edible glitter. However, a portion of proceeds from the launch event for this beer will benefit the Pride Center of Maryland, and Duclos will be part of Pride events in other markets where the beer is distributed. The first can release took place this past weekend uh, at the brewery, uh, alongside the release of the Pastry Arky uh, Creme Brulee 16-ounce release. Uh, both beers should hit the shelves in distribution areas uh, by early April. We're actually going to have some folks in from Duclaw uh, 
this coming week, and we will have that interview on next week's program. And a part of that will be the uh, Sour Me Unicorn Farts beer that we'll be talking about. Maybe I'll sample that uh, on the air as well when they are in studio. So uh, good stuff from DeClaw. We hadn't heard from them in a while, so um, nice to see that they reached out on their own. Uh, to get uh, to get on the program, so that's great. Uh, a couple of other things, quick news and notes here. Uh, real quick from Heavy Seas, they have announced another Taproom exclusive can release called Sunblink. Uh, this is from their 15-barrel brew house. It is, Sunblink is a raspberry lemon sour. The beer will be exclusively available in the Heavy Seas Taproom uh, on April 5th in four packs of 16-ounce cans and on draft. It is a tart and juicy sour ale bursting with raspberries and lemons. Again, 4.5% ABV at 10 IBU, uh, so that'll be interesting. I'm trying to get some samples of that. I don't know if I'll be able to because, again, this is a, a brewery-only release, so we will see what happens there. Now, many people give up one thing for the Christian season of Lent, but one Ohio man apparently is using that time to go on an all-beer diet. Del Hall told WKRC-TV he is giving up solid foods for 46 days and will only be consuming cold brews. Hall works at a brewery, claims he was inspired by 17th century German monks who would fast during the season with a diet of Bach beer. Hall is documenting his journey on social media. And we've talked about that before. The monks, what they would do is during the fast, this is the reason why Belgian beers are so loaded with alcohol and a lot of fruit and yeast in it because it would sustain the, the monks as they were going about their fast. It would be the only thing that they could consume for the day, and so they would drink it, and it would get them through the day and then into the next day, and then they would drink more, which is probably why you saw a lot of monks walking around very slowly and whatever. But listen, that's their thing. Belgian beers are very good. So we'll see what happens here with Dell with the beer-only uh, diet. We'll see if he loses weight or he gains weight. Um, uh, and also stays upright for the most part. Uh, and then finally, uh, for you dog lovers out there, if you ever wanted to kick back and have a beer with your dog, now you can. A couple from Houston, Texas, has launched a new line of beer made especially for your furry friend. Production of the beer called Good Boy Dog Beer began last August. So far, three types of their beer is out on the market. IPA a lot in the yard. Very funny. Mailman Malt Liquor and Session Squirrel. A fourth beer called the, uh, well... I'm not going to mention that title. That's a little too adult here. Uh, is being released next month. Dog beer is non-alcoholic and is typically made from pork, chicken, or vegetables. So if you ever wanted to have uh, your dog have a beer with you while you're at a brewery, because there's plenty of breweries that have dogs uh, outside at the brewery, uh, head down to Houston, Texas uh, to, um, to to check out Good Boy Dog Beer. Very interesting. What won't they make these days, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't it amazing? So uh, that's our news and notes segment. Coming up after a short break, uh, we are going to talk with Shane Cassidy from Funky Buddha Brewery. He's going to join me, talk all about the beers that are happening at this Florida Favorite. And, uh, and by the way, a shout-out to my, my friend Eddie Hicks for getting me the contact information for Shane. He was actually down there on vacation uh, with his girlfriend at Funky Buddha, and I asked him to reach out to somebody there, see if I could get a contact again uh, from Funky Buddha. So uh, thanks, Ed. Very much appreciated. That interview is coming up next, and then in 20 minutes, or a little less than that, uh, Sean Paxton, a home brewer and chef, is going to join me uh, and talk about his experience in the documentary uh, Beers of Joy. That's next. Uh, actually, Sean, Shane Cassidy is next from Funky Buddha after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder doesn't understand what Congress is doing. Twelve Republicans joined with the Democrats to block Trump's national emergency border declaration. If this is about national security and the president can make a straight-faced argument that he is, and he can, and 
has. I don't get it. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Every year, our sister station, WMCA, holds a special event where they give back to the hardworking pastors in our community. This year, we want to invite all pastors to join WMCA and keynote speaker Dr. Tony Evans of The Alternative on May 24th for the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast and Ministry Exhibition at Anton's in Queens Village. Complimentary tickets for pastors can be ordered at am570themission.com. Listeners can purchase their tickets at am570themission.com as well. The Pastors Appreciation Breakfast is sponsored by the law office of Capel, Barnett, Matlon, and Schoenfeld. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Long Island Lutheran Middle and High School, Upper Room Christian School, The Bible Speaks Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast here on AM 970. The answer, a little bit more of Gary Clark Jr. and his latest, uh, This Land. This is uh, Feed the Babies, but I'll tell you, this is a cat you really got to get out there and see. If you're into blues, if you're into the rock and roll stuff, this is the guy to check out. Now, my next guest, he works for Funky Buddha Brewery. He is the Florida Events Manager. It's a very cool joint, or so I have heard. I have not made it down uh, to South Florida, just uh, above Miami, uh, to check this place out. However, they make some very cool beers, and one of their biggest is the Maple Bacon Porter. They've got lots of other uh, cool flavors as well, and thanks to my buddy Eddie Hicks uh, for getting me the contact information. We had a contact with Funky Buddha at one time and then uh, lost the information, but um, FunkyBuddhaBrewery.com is the website for more information. Now, just to let you know, we are talking to this gentleman. There, He's in the barrel room right now, so if you hear a forklift or something, hopefully nothing drops um, you know, don't don't panic. He's in the barrel room where they're making lots of crazy, you know, and good beers. But let me welcome into the program Shane Cassidy, the Florida events manager for Funky Buddha Brewery. Uh, Shane, how are you? 
I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, full disclosure, we're taping this on Thursday the 14th. Obviously, the show airs on Sunday nights. But today, on Thursday, happens to be Pi Day, you know, 3.14. Now, you guys are doing an event tonight and a release of the bourbon barrel-aged Muy Bonita. What is this beer like? Oh, man, this beer is fantastic. So it takes one of our, uh, well, you know, one of my personal favorites, the uh, Bonita Apple Gum, uh, which is a nice apple pie spiced brown ale. And then we actually uh, we take that, we actually make a double uh, a double brown uh, featuring the same apple pie spices with some uh, apples and cinnamon, some vanilla. Uh, and then we throw that in some delicious bourbon barrels for uh, upwards of a year. Okay. And you get this delicious product. And and part of the event tonight, there's going to be a pie-eating contest as well, right? You're, you're releasing the the, uh, the the beer, but you're also having uh, various pies. I guess people are going to be uh, eating pies in a contest? Uh, yeah, so uh, funny story. I actually participated in this a couple of years ago. Um, we, had, we did an employee one before uh, the standard one, and whoever won the employee one got to to compete with the regular people, you know, our, our customers. And uh, I came in second place, but it was a bit controversial. Apparently, uh, I had too much crust, and I didn't eat enough of the food. Oh, pretty damn good time. <laughs> so you went. So you uh, went yeah. from the you went from the outside working in instead of the inside out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now uh, that that's happening on uh, tonight. Obviously, we're airing on Sunday. But let's talk about another uh, release that you guys had: uh, Cosmic Journey Hazy IPA. You guys have jumped into the haze craze like everybody else out there. Uh, how have people responded to it so far? Uh, so you know what, Cosmic Journey is actually uh, doing really well for us. It's mm-hmm. a uh, a really nice, easy drinking hazy IPA. It was, uh, uh, it's got guava, some papaya. Uh, touch of lactose in there, but uh, you know we've we've been making a couple of hazy IPAs for the tap room, but this is our first venture into a full distribution release for a hazy IPA. Yeah, and and it's interesting. I mean, obviously you have to follow the trends and what's going on. I mean, everybody is jumping on the hazy IPA, and then I guess the new one now is the brute IPA. Uh, I don't want to call it a bandwagon, but I guess essentially that's what it is. Do you guys have any plans to make a brute IPA in the near future? Uh, you know, so we actually have, we brewed a, a very small batch brewed IPA last year for uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, we only did a few kegs of it from our pilot system. It came out pretty well, not exactly, um, you know, it's, it's, it's such a different style, so dry and mm-hmm. uh, hop forward kind of reminds you like a little combination of uh, the best case IPAs of the past. But um, we have been working on another batch maybe with a touch of fruit this time. Okay. And uh, we're looking at also maybe in about three months. Okay. All right. Sounds good. We're talking with Shane Cassidy. He's the Florida events manager from Funky Buddha Brewery down in Oakland Park, Florida. They're just above Miami. Uh, FunkyBuddhaBrewery.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, you guys have been a part of the Constellation family now for a couple of years. Um, aside from the obvious, how has it been working with them? Uh, you know what, man? Honestly, like I get this question all the time. Right. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, we we have access to a bit better products now. We're we're getting all the the craziest spirits bills that um, are kind of hard to come by. But since they're in the constellation portfolio, we get we get High West whiskey and Casanova and tequila, and uh, that's actually lended really well for us because 
Uh, we've been able to create our own mixology series this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I'm actually going to get into that in a second with the High West Whiskey. But I like that. So you get so, so it's more so you get you get more access to stuff. And obviously from a from a distribution standpoint, um, I I know that Funky Buddha is available in places in New York. Is there any chance of coming into New Jersey at any point? Uh, uh, last year we actually tested New Jersey. Um, some of our products tested really well, maybe not as great as we had hoped for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're looking to, we're in seven states right now. We're looking to maybe expand on that, not not till the end of this year, but maybe like first quarter, second quarter next year to, to dive into the Northeast a bit more, we're hoping. Okay. Um, but it's, yeah, it's the world is our oyster right now. Yeah, that's that's true. Now, it's funny because, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the interview, my buddy Eddie Hicks, who uh, you met uh, down there about a week or so ago, he was down there with his girlfriend, and he always makes a stop at Funky Buddha. And, you know, he posted on social media, he's on Facebook and this and that. And we're always talking about beers, and we get together and drink. And he said to me, he says, you got to check out this beer, you got to check out that one. I said, listen, do me a favor. you got to reach out to somebody there, get a contact information so I can talk to somebody down there. Because I, I had a guy that I spoke to, uh, that worked for Funky Buddha a couple of years ago and uh, lost my contact information with him. But uh, I'm just I'm excited that he got a chance to get in there and get to, got to meet you and then, uh, you know, got me the contact information. But he always tells me how great the brewery is. I've got to get down there. Now, we're talking to Shane Cassidy. He's the Florida events manager for Funky Buddha Brewery down in Oakland Park, Florida. Funky Buddha Brewing Brewery, excuse me, dot com is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. So as I mentioned, um, you have this mixology series and, and these beers are going to have different spirits added to them. But you mentioned High West Whiskey, which is a part of the Constellation brands. How long uh, do did these beers take to make them available to consumers? How long did you have to ferment them uh, to, to get them out to people? Uh, you know, so like the Mixology series as a whole is going to be like a really cool take on every cocktail. And uh, we, what we're doing with that is we're trying to take every aspect of whichever cocktail that we're emulating and put that into a glass. Like everything about that cocktail we want to taste like the exact recipe right. of a traditional uh, Manhattan or margarita zombie cocktail. Um, but right now, for the first up was the Manhattan. We did uh, we did a couple test batches about a, a year and a half ago uh, with maybe a couple different whiskey whiskey companies we were using their barrels. We tested on hey, do we want to do this. How do we want the the vermouth aspect? Of uh, and it was, a, it was a whole lot of R&D. But eventually, the, we did get our hands on some, uh, quite a bit of some double rye barrels from High West Whiskey. And they have gone over really They lend really well to a Manhattan. So, obviously, they lend really well to the base of a strong used to brew this beer. Nice. Um, and one really cool thing is that we took a... A strong ale aged in the high west double rye barrels, and we also took a um, <clears throat> a Belgian triple that was aged in some white wine barrels with quite a load of herbs and botanicals, and then we blended those together at two parts of the double rye and one part of the vermouth inspired Belgian triple. Nice, nice. And for those yeah. who don't know, um, R and D means a lot of sampling, right? 
Oh, 100%. <laughs> so, Maybe more than we need them to. Right, right. Just to, just, well, just to make sure. You want to make sure you get it right now. Um, last question for me, Shane. Um, the box of Buddhas, this is a 12-pack that's going to have some staples in it, but also you're going to have some rotating seasonal stuff as well, right? Yes, very very true. So box of Buddhas is something we've been working on for a while uh, to release some mixed packs last year. Uh, but this year we wanted to go with one that actually brought out some of our fan favorites. So uh, we are, it's a 12-pack. We have three cans of our flagship Floridian half our Hunt Gun IPA, as well as our Vibe and Lot. And then the fourth is a rotating seasonal. And the first one is we want it now, which is a mango punch gyoza, which is okay. fantastic. Um, and then next up, we're going to be doing the Blueberry Cobbler, which is another fan favorite that people have been craving for a while now. And then followed by a sweet potato casserole coming out in the fall time. Very cool. Very cool. And those obviously available for purchase wherever Funky Buddha Brewing uh, is sold. My guest has been Shane Cassidy. He is the Florida Events Manager from Funky Buddha Brewery. They're down in Oakland Park, Florida, just a little bit north of Miami. Uh, FunkyBuddhaBrewery.com is the website for more information. Uh, Shane, thanks so much for joining me tonight on the Craft Beer Cast. Very much appreciate it. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. You got it. Up next, Sean Paxton, the home brewer and chef who was just featured in the new documentary that's called Beers of Joy. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 36 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. An FDNY firefighter is under arrest following a crash on Staten Island. Police say 27-year-old Omar Juarez Rivera was driving drunk when he crashed his car on Decca and Post Avenues shortly before 6 a.m. this morning, and he fled the scene. Officials say the incident left one person injured and resulted in damaged property. Juarez Rivera is charged with DWI and leaving the scene of an accident with an injury. Fire officials believe they know what sparked a fire at a home in New Paltz. Authorities say that hot cooking oil was dumped into a trash bag which caught on fire. Crews were called to the scene just before noon today. The blaze damaged part of the house at 18 Duzine Road. Two adults and a child in the home were unharmed. According to officials, there is no structural damage to the property and the family has been allowed to stay. Several schools in the Tri-State region will be participating in the NCAA Division I men's basketball tournament. Yale made it into the tournament after beating Harvard to win the Ivy League championship. Fairleigh Dickinson University has also made it to the big dance. Other schools from the region include St. John's, Seton Hall, and Iona. The tournament begins this week and it will run through April. In sports, as we check on the Nets and the Clippers, unfortunately, the Nets are trailing the Clippers 107 to 104 in the fourth. Uh, checking uh, previous scores in the NHL, Islanders beat the Wild 3 2 in overtime, but the Devils fell to the Avalanche 3 zip. Traffic delays, GWB looks like a good ride in and out. Upper and lower levels are in good shape. Holland and Lincoln Tunnels are a good ride. 280 over Newark, that accident eastbound finally at Orange Street has now been cleared. Weather for tonight, expect partly cloudy skies, low around 30 degrees, partly sunny tomorrow, high near 45. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AIM 970.
the answer. Every child deserves a quality education. That's why NJEA members, teachers, and educational support professionals are proud to partner with parents to provide students with the support they need to be successful in school and in life. NJEA knows that when families and schools work together, our children are the winners. And our commitment to students is paying off. Did you know that according to some national publications, New Jersey schools lead the country in student achievement and giving children the chance to succeed? And our high school graduation rate is among the top in the nation. The College Board also reports that New Jersey students have the highest advanced placement scores in the nation. Go to NJEA.org to learn more about the great things happening in New Jersey's public schools. This message, sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. AM 97, The Answer. All right, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that is the voice and guitar of Gary Clark Jr. This land, it's the album that we've been featuring uh, all throughout the show here. Great stuff. If you have not seen Gary Clark Jr., I encourage you to see him wherever he is playing across the United States. He's doing, of course, another tour in support of this album. That is, the track is called Feeling Like a Million. Great song. Now, my next guest is a home brewer and chef and was recently featured in a new documentary that was released a few weeks back. It's available on iTunes right now and in select theaters across the country, I believe AMC theaters. Um, the doc is called Beers of Joy. Beersofjoy.com is that website. Sean's website, you can check it check it out at homebrewchef.com. There are lots, lots of stuff there to explore. You definitely want to check it out. But let me welcome into the program uh, Sean Paxton, all the way out in California. Sean, a good day to you, sir. How are you? Doing very very well, Al. Excellent. Sean, we met a few weeks back at the premiere, and I got a chance to speak to you and the others in the journey through this movie, Tanya, Ryan, and Joe. What I loved about your story is that you wanted to dive back into the history of beer and how it was brought to this country by the pilgrims. That's just one of the, the, the parts of the story for you. What was that experience like for you? Wow. You know, it it, it brings me back because... One, when you think about beer and you think about how they just never really realized that boiling water was such a sanitary thing to do, but yet that's what beer making did. And then you got the extra benefit of all the, you know, nutrients and the sugars and some of the other elements of beer, you know, and, and really that built our civilization. You know, the Mayflower in all my research, you know, was in basically the Cape Cod area for about a month. Mm-hmm. And Plymouth, Massachusetts is ultimately where they landed because the water was the cleanest. And that's where they really set up shop. And, you know, those pilgrims and, you know, in 2020, that's going to be the 400th anniversary of the first Thanksgiving. Right. I mean, that that's that's amazing. And the fact that, you know, that you, you're so right about the water. I mean, that's the thing people forget that back then in those times, people were drinking alcohol because it was cleaner than the water that was actually flowing down the rivers because they used the water as their sewage and, and all these other things. And the water was so, so, so contaminated that they couldn't use it. That's what's amazing. In 400 years, that is unbelievable. Now, Sean, you are a self-taught chef. 
Cooking for you must have started very early on in your life. What was your earliest cooking experience, and what did you cook? (laughs) Well, I was about five years old, and I remember watching my mom make chocolate chip cookies. You know, and to take butter and sugar and eggs and flour and a couple other little things and, you know, this kind of weird paste to make this delicious cookie, and it was like... Okay, I got to learn more about this. That's cool, <laughs> you know, and the science and the chemistry, and ultimately, you know, the flavor and what we got to eat at the time, and and that's just always kind of been in the back of my mind. You know, I was really about five years old, and after that, you know, by the time I was ten, I was getting cookbooks for Christmas presents, and twelve, I was making full six course dinners for the family and friends, and. Later on, you know, the girlfriend was getting nice lobster dinners, and and uh, you know, why go out when we could do something like that in? And, right. and you know, it just kind of went from there. And you know, it's a trip for me because there's so much to learn. You know, there's so much to understand about different food. You know, the culture, the ingredients, right. the techniques. You know, and ultimately, what we eat and how we eat, how we celebrate. You know, and that was a real, you know, eye opener for me, especially through all my education, you know, not being necessarily through a culinary school. I wanted to, but then I just couldn't quite afford it and really worked hard, you know, with catering and chefing and butchering and all the other things that I've done to get to the point where I'm at today, where now I have an online cookbook at homebrewchef.com. Yeah, and that's that's one of the great things. Talking with Chef pa- uh, Sean Paxton, the chef and home brewer who was recently featured in a new documentary that was released a few weeks back. It's available on iTunes right now. It's called Beers of Joy. Sean's website, though, you can check out, as he said, homebrewchef.com. There's recipes on there. You can uh, pay for a membership and learn all these different things uh, that Sean does. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's talk. Let's shift it from food to beer. Uh, Sean, how did you discover home brewing and how did that journey start and when did it dawn on you to pair up beer with food because you know we all talk we always talk about pairing up wines with different foods but how did you pair up uh beer with food what was that discovery like well it's a great question because really just like what you're saying at the time you know and this is many years ago uh there wasn't really anything about beer there was no literature you know this is pre-internet you know and so there wasn't just uh, a whole bunch of information out there, one about beer and beer styles. Um, you know, the grocery store shelves had very limited selection. Uh, they were much smaller, uh, a lot of macro brands. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of the homebrew and craft and, and uh, you know, all those elements. You know, it was really Anchor Steam. It was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It was, you know, Bass. You know, and as I went through and I started, you know, trying different beers and whatnot, one of the things that really intrigued me was as a chef, I could make anything 30 minutes to two hours, you know, some sauces, you know, a stock might take, you know, a day, you know, certain things might need to rise like bread, you know, maybe three days on that. But beer, you know, to go from the sugary liquid and to be transformed into what we know as beer, you know, can take a week to, to three years, depending on the style of beer. And that right there was kind of like, okay, it's completely out of my control, but it is my control to make it taste good. Right. And understanding that kind of 
same philosophy, if you will, for a chef and a brewer Mm. really is where my mind started to go. And then once I started brewing and I had five gallons of beer and after three gallons, I might've gotten tired of the style. And I'm like, you know what? This might be better than red wine. And one of the first dishes I did was a uh, veal chop that I had grilled, and then there was fresh morels at the time, which is one of my favorite mushrooms, and I sauteed some shallots and added in a little bit of fresh thyme and then the morels, and then deglazed it with a doppelbock and a little bit of uh, demi-glace at the end there just to kind of give it some extra richness and, and balance and everything else. And the beer just made those mushrooms pop and sing and the veal and everything else together was just an an amazing dish. And it really started pretty much everything for me. And then a little bit later on, I was at the Tornado, a real famous beer bar in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And the owner, Dave, he gave me a West Mall Triple. And that beer just completely was the epiphany of my career. I mean, it really just sang to me in such a way because I had no idea that the beer could have not only the flavors and the depth, the the complexity, but then also when you really get into it, the history and then, you know, the monks and the brewing and and all the other things that that Trappist Monastery did. And it just set me on a whole different course. Uh, we're talking with Sean Paxton. He's a chef and home brewer who was recently featured in a new documentary uh, that was released a few weeks back. It's available on iTunes right now, the documentary called Beers of Joy. Sean's website, though, you can check out on your own at homebrewchef.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer Sean, first beer that you home brewed that you sampled to friends, not solo, but you, gave, you, you had a couple friends over and said, you got to try this, and they all looked at you after they took that sip and said, wow, this is fantastic. What was the first beer? Or style, I should say. Well, my first beer was Anchor Steam, and it was okay. Right. But then it was my second beer, which was um, a Doppelbach, believe it or not. And that beer, you know, everybody who tried it was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, because remember, at this time in the California and let alone U.S. craft beer market, there wasn't really hardly anything available. And right. so I had only had one example and to make my own and have five gallons of it, you know, it was pretty radical. And at the time my friends were just like, dude, that's really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just so much fun, you know, and it led me to now I've done, I think 36 different collaborations, which is kind of crazy with all these different, commercial brewers all over the world so you know it's it's just so much fun for me because you know it's all about playing with flavors and memories and experiences and how do you bring it all together for a meal and a and you know something special for somebody you know we all have to eat three times a day that's true that's true that's that's an excellent point so last question from me sean and you're talking about the pairing of beer and food what is the biggest mistake that people make when trying to pair uh, a particular beer together with food? Wow, the biggest. I don't know if I can quantitate it to just one simple thing, but a lot of it is, you know, to really trust your flavors and to really know what you're tasting first. Um, I see that mistake a lot because, you know, to understand IBUs and bitterness, you know, with the hops, and the more you reduce down a beer, those hop oils don't, you know, they're not volatile. They don't just aren't 
the least. And so they condense and they get a little bit more astringent, a little bit more harsh, if you will. Mm-hmm. And when you put that, you know, like this is why it's not really good to cook with an IPA or any of the IPA subcategories now, mm-hmm. you know, double IPAs, triple IPAs, sure. sour IPAs, you know, because of all those hops and what those do to the final dish. Um, you know, I think that's probably the easiest, but then, you know, there's so many different beer styles and then it's always changing too, because of people's or brewers interpretations of those beer styles. And ultimately what you can, you know, find in, in your bottle shop or what you can make yourself and, and, you know, between coffee and, I mean, there's just so many different flavors sure. out there, and, you know, from stouts to porters to English milds to, you know, a Ralph beer, you know, it just, it's endless. And, and that's where, to me, it's like a whole new spice cabinet. Yeah, that's true. And, and you're right. I think you're right. With the, when it comes to the IPAs, I think people tend to too much. You're right about the bitterness there. I, I prefer if I'm making a chili and I want to add a little beer, a uh, little beer to it. I would put a stout in uh, into a chili as opposed to an IPA. You don't want that that bitterness to kind of overwhelm uh, the chili, even when it reduces down. That's a that's a great uh, great point, Sean. My guest has been Sean Paxton. He is a chef and home brewer. He was recently featured in a new documentary. It was released a few weeks back. It's available on iTunes right now and in select theaters across the country. The documentary is called Beers of Joy. Sean's website, though, you can check out at homebrewchef.com. Uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Sean, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Best of luck with everything. Hey, thank you so much, and have a great time. You got it, Sean. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder doesn't understand what Congress is doing. Twelve Republicans join with the Democrats to block Trump's national emergency border declaration. If this is about national security and the president can make a straight-faced argument that he is, and he can and has, I don't get it. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. I'm so proud to announce that my dear friends at Trinitas Regional Medical Center have a brand new center dedicated to women. Together with the Connie Dwyer Breast Cancer Foundation, they recently opened the new center for excellent breast care, the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas. Here, every woman is treated to the latest in screening, diagnosis, and treatment, regardless of her ability to pay. And there's even a breast navigator available to guide women through every aspect of their care. This is a state-of-the-art center staffed with a full complement of breast health specialists that features the latest technology and most importantly is a welcoming safe environment for every woman who walks through their doors. If you or a loved one would like to learn more about the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas, please call 908-994-5984. 908-994-5984. Nine nine four five nine eight four, or visit their website at trinitasrmc.org. AM nine seven, the answer. Gotta get on this guy. Gary Clark Jr., baby. 
When I'm Gone is the name of the song from his latest album, This Land. This is the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I'm telling you, Gary Clark Jr., I, I've been talking about it all show. He is the man. This guy really uh, can shred the guitar, and his voice is beautiful. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get into our final segment of the program, which, of course, is Suds and Duds here on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And, you, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, uh, email at albertg at nycradio.com, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cash. You can find the shows on those two platforms. You can also uh, enable your Alexa-ready device by saying, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And bingo, you will get to hear the Craft Beer Cast on your Alexa-enabled device. So Gary Clark Jr. is a guy I've seen uh, a couple of times over the last, uh, I would say, four or five years. Uh, saw him at the Borgata. Very small crowd. In fact, the place wasn't even, the theater wasn't even sold out. And he did like a meet and greet afterwards, which we didn't pay for the extra, so we didn't get a chance to meet him, my, my friends and I. Uh, and this was right before, wow, oddly enough, this was right before I was diagnosed with cancer when I saw him. And that was, might have been the first time, second time, second time I think I saw him. So then, lo and behold, I get diagnosed with cancer. I go through my chemo, go through my radiation. And that summer, after all of that, chemo and radiation, Gary Clark Jr. is playing at the Stone Pony Summer Stage. If you've never been to the Stone Pony Summer Stage, I encourage you to go if you're into really cool, uh, some eclectic acts, but some good, you know, some mainstream stuff as well. And so the cool thing about the Summer Stage, if you're down at Asbury Park in the summertime and there's a concert going on, and let's say it's sold out, like Greta Van Fleet is playing there in May, and... um, you don't have tickets. You can take a ride down there, walk on the boardwalk, and you can hear the entire concert. There were people when we walked out of the Gary Clark Jr. show, lawn chairs on the lawn outside of the arena venue, just soaking up the concert. I mean, they don't prevent you from doing that. Now, obviously, they want you to buy a ticket and go in, but I'm just saying as an alternative, if you happen to be down there and you hear a band playing or whatever at the summer stage, this is what happens. Well, anyway, Gary Clark Jr., as I'm trying to get back to this part of the story as we've been featuring Gary Clark Jr., uh, tonight on the program. So he plays the summer stage. It was the perfect night. Me and my best friend, Mark, um, who just lost his mom recently, and uh, I feel, you know, just devastated by it. This is a kid I've known since I'm seven years old. And um, we've done a lot of stuff together. And uh, concerts, uh, you know, are one of the many things that we do together. But uh, we go see Gary Clark Jr., and it was the perfect summer night. It was August. It was warm, but it wasn't too warm. The sun sets. We're right on the beach. It's about 60-something degrees. There's a nice little breeze blown off. It's not too crazy. Uh, he was just phenomenal that night. And I had issues with my legs, with standing because of the chemo and the radiation. It's a standing room-only place. I had the best night of my life. It was just phenomenal. This guy just kills it on the guitar. His voice is wonderful. Uh, he can mix it up a little bit. It's blues. It's rock. Uh, he is just a phenomenal performer. When I say go see this guy, go see this guy. Trust me, he's phenomenal. All right, uh, real quick, a little news and notes uh, before we get to suds and duds. Not a lot of suds and duds this week, but real quick, Deschutes Brewery, um, and I mentioned this in, I believe it was last week's program, maybe the week before, there are companies now trying to come out with non-alcoholic beer. We've heard all about gluten-free beers, et cetera, et cetera, but now 
we're finding breweries are starting to pop up with no and low alcohol products. Deschutes, uh, which is the 10th largest U.S. craft brewery, uh, according to the Brewers Association, in their recent list that came out, we'll talk about that next on next week's program, they are starting to come out with no and low alcohol offerings. So they are using a non-alcoholic beer production uh, using a proprietary method called Bruvo, among other services, to create two new non-alcoholic products, a hop-forward beer and an Irish stout-style ale. Uh, these offerings could be on tap at Deschutes, Portland, and Ben Brew Pubs within the next two months. Uh, they have joined now Heineken, Brooklyn Brewery, Lagunitas, Flying Dog, uh, which is the, Flying Dog has their Hop Chronic IPA infused with THC, and Pabst Brewing, among others, to enter into a non-alcoholic beer segment. So it's interesting. Uh, you're at a party. Somebody doesn't want to drink a beer. You offer them something that's non-alcohol. Now, m- most days, the only thing that's really out there, O'Doul's and Sharps. That's it. Uh, they're not that good. Very artificial, very chemically. Uh, the Brooklyn Brewery one that I had is a 0.5% uh, APV, ABV. So there's a little bit of booze in it, but not much. You'd have to probably drink 20 of them to get some type of buzz, right? But if you're sitting in the backyard and you want to have a beer or two, maybe your kid's at a game and you got to go pick them up or whatever, but you, you, you're dying to have something that tastes like beer. This is something that you could drink. Now, Brooklyn Brewery labels it as an IPA. I don't believe that to be the case. It doesn't taste like an IPA to me. It tastes more like a Pilsner. Uh, but okay, you know, that's that's what they're calling it or whatever. But it tastes like beer. It tastes like beer without giving you that alcohol in it. And again, you'd have to drink a large number of them in order to probably show up on any type of breathalyzer test. It's an interesting proposition. Can it make money? That's the key. You're spending this money to make money. Will it work? I don't know. Now, the gluten-free products, I think there needs to be more of that. I think there needs to be more gluten-free options in beer and gluten-free options in beer that actually taste good. Uh, I know I have a friend who has celiac disease. She can't drink any beer. She has to stick with cider, uh, hard seltzers, uh, or wine or other you know alcohol products that don't have uh, corn in them. Um, it, to, to me, this is, a, I think, a, a, a market that has not um, been expanded upon enough. I think we need to have uh, more gluten-free beers out there. I do think that because I do think that there's a market for it. If you if you label it as such, you're going to get people who have uh, those types of diseases that may start drinking those beers. Again, hard seltzer and, and uh, ciders, we're seeing a big uptick, especially with the hard seltzer uh, category. Everybody seems to be doing them now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if one of these really breaks through and starts making money on a consistent basis and is not just a flash in the pan. All right, suds and duds here. Uh, we had uh, the, most of these are from uh, my favorite place to go to, Paragon Tap and Table. They're doing their March Madness event, which ends in early April, right after March Madness. They have a bunch of Jersey brews on tap. First keg that kicks, they move on to the next round, and they get all the way to a winner, and the winner uh, gets their gets their beer on tap at Paragon for three months. So it's very cool. So if you're in Clark, New Jersey, exit 135, uh, right off the Garden State Parkway, it's right in the Target Shopping Center. Go in, grab yourself a pint of uh, one of your favorite New Jersey beers. Brotherton is on, Chigmeister, uh, Jug Handle, Carton, Cane, Wet Ticket. Uh, trying to think of who else. Fort Nonsense is on there as well. Magnifies, a bunch of different breweries. Definitely want to check them out. I had a logical conclusion by Threes Brewing uh, for lunchtime uh, uh, last week. Very nice beer. It's a, it pairs up perfectly with a burger. And uh, great to talk to uh, Sean Paxton earlier in the show uh, on pairing food with beer. 
Uh, it was an enlightening conversation. Uh, the folks from Coronado Brewing finally got some of the beers from Coronado they had sent out to me. Their Leisure Lagoon, which is their uh, New England uh, Pale Ale Juicy Style. Nice bite, little grassy, piney, very nice. Got haze, but really not juicy. It's a good beer. It's not a juicy beer. If you're looking at this as a juicy beer, you'd be mistaken. Uh, but it's got that little bit of, it, it's kind of got that backyard feel. Kind of got that lawnmower type of feel, that beer. Very tasty. Uh, was uh, was delighted to drink it. And then uh, last this past Tuesday was the kickoff to March Madness, so I went in uh, at Paragon Tap and Table to uh, to kick it off, grab myself a flight, a full pour of a couple of things. I uh, had the Winking Back by Carton Brewing. Uh, good bite, nice hop. I believe that's the one in the contest. They had two Carton beers on tap, but I don't think both of them are in the contest. Uh, then I had... Um, the Champagne Taste Beer Budget by Wet Ticket. What a great name for a beer. Tim Tim and Al, kudos to you guys. That's a great name for a beer. Champagne Taste uh, Beer Budget. Another great beer by these guys. Just dry enough, little, uh, a little bit of a bite. Very nice. Um, I like the dryness on the back end, but it's not too dry, but definitely gives you that kind of champagne feel to it, which is really nice. Then I had a Liquid Smile by Brotherton Brewing. Uh, nice and smooth. Reminds me of having a beer on a tropical island. That's kind of what the, the, the theme that I got from this one. Tasted nice. Kind of reminded me it was a nice, sunny, warm day sitting on the beach. This is, this is the type of beer that I'd want to have. Uh, also had the Hook by Carton Brewing. Super smooth, little juicy, very nice. This was a nice beer. The Hook is very, very good. I know that Augie doesn't like to make IPAs a lot. Um, he's not big into the IPA uh, scene, which is fine. Again, you brew what you want to brew. This is a good beer, The Hook. I like it a lot. In fact, if it's, if it's in cans... Next time I'm uh, down a cart, and I'm definitely going to pick it up. And then finally had an SBX by Kane, uh, still slamming, juicy, banging the double, uh, the double dry hop. This is just—it's such a good beer uh, from Kane. The uh, Sneak Box Imperial is is fantastic. Kane is doing such a great job with all of their beers, and I know there's there's uh, fans of Kane and there's haters of Kane, but Michael Kane is doing a consistently good job with his beers. But folks. We're out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Shane Cassidy from Funky Buddha Brewing, Sean Paxton, the home brewer and chef who was just in the documentary Beers of Joy, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>